Hello and welcome to On The Break. Today I'm joined by Sim. Hello. And Kurt. Good day. Uh, today we're discussing our chosen Premier League exile of our generation. So we're all mid-twenties or early twenties, and so we're just discussing a team around that generation who we've seen either live or on TV. So we'll kick it off today, we're talking about goalkeepers. Now, Kurt, who do you think makes your team? Well, number one top of the list has certainly got to be Ed, Ed, Edwin van der Sar. Mm. I mean, uh, one of Manchester United seem to have a knack of finding goalkeepers that wind up being stalwarts for many, many years at their club. I mean, that's been seen with Schmeichel through the late 90s, uh, van der Sar for a seven or eight year period, and even with uh, De Gea. Uh, or De Gea, I should say, rather, uh, <laughs> who who is between the sticks for them these days and is who I believe currently the world's best keeper. But Van der Sar, from between 2005 to 2011, was absolutely fantastic, especially in the in the, the period from about 2006 all the way through until when he finished. I mean, absolutely brilliant player, four Premier League titles, uh, a League Cup, uh, mm. He was the man of the match in the 2008 Champions League final. Yeah. And I, for me, he's one of the actual first players that I'd have on the team list instantly. And Van der Sar, 14 games he played without conceding a goal. Unbelievable. It, like, I think it was like 1,300 minutes. It was, some, it was something crazy, but, I mean, great keeper. He was such a... Like, he was, he was such a presence in the box, and he organised and marshaled the defence so well. He was a big man. He was a, oh, he was huge, wasn't he? Mm. And, I mean, I think it's very hard to argue past Van Assar being the number one keeper in the team, because, like, we could even... I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm tempted to say maybe De Gea has maybe pipped him, but mm. has De Gea been playing for long enough that we think, you know, he's, he's there yet? I, I don't think you can argue David De Gea yet. I don't think he's achieved enough in terms of trophies. To, to warrant the greatest. I mean, he's won the Premier League, Dab De Gea. He has. Once. Mm. He, he may have won the Premier League. Uh, and the Europa League, don't and, forget. And he's, he's, how many, how many uh, golden gloves has he won? De Gea? Yeah, from memory, I don't think he has any. Mm. So you, you'd have to say perhaps not. I mean, he's played 232 games in the league for United, and he's won 90, got 91 clean sheets. So it's not a bad record. And remember that... It's amazing. With them, what he had... Uh, who was it? David Moyes and Louis van Gaal in the helm there. Pretty... Uh, Two very defensive managers. And torrid times for... Torrid time for United in that stage. Was, I mean... He was. Pretty how, good. how many appearances has Phil Jones had for Manchester United when he's been between <laughs> the sticks? I mean, you've got, a, you've got a really difficult job when you've got that... When you're supposed to be mastering that in front of you. Especially when you compare the fact that... Uh, that van der Sar had... Uh, Ferdinand and Vidic. Yeah. I mean, he's done an amazing job. And as I said, I do thoroughly believe he's certainly the best shot stopper in mm. the world. And I, th- I think comfortably. Well, I mean, I mean let's, so let's say Van der Sar, he's won four Premier League titles, right? Yep. How about Petr Cech then? He's won well, four as well. That, that's my argue, Petr Cech. I really? think he's got the most clean sheets in Premier League history. He, he has I think he's, he's 200. 200, which is something that I don't think will be matched by any other Because Van der Sar's only got 132. That's 70 more clean sheets, or 70 more clean sheets, Czechs guy. That's crazy, isn't it? Which well, is about four or five seasons at a top level. Mm-hmm. You also have to remember that Van Sal also spent three, maybe, I can't remember, it was three or four seasons at Fulham. I mean... That is true. Czech, Czech got to play at Chelsea and Arsenal. That is true. For his entire well, Premier League career. You know, yeah, that, that is a good point. I mean, let's think, Czech, yeah. Czech also, I, I, I think it was very hard for me, but Czech also went, he got 40... 
uh, sorry, 24 clean sheets in one season in 0405. That's a crazy record, isn't it? And that's Mourinho for when, you. Yeah. The, master, the master of pragmatism, especially in the special, the special one early days of his Chelsea oh, time. Man. But when you look at some of the greatest seasons of victories in Premier League history, you've got to look at, firstly, the goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. And the 0405 season with Jose Mourinho, you have to say Petr Cech was one of the most instrumental players yeah. in that team. Was that no? So he got was when he got his head injury was a season after. Is that correct? I think it was, wasn't I believe it? So, I yeah. so. It was because um, yeah, I remember that now. Um, and I think that season before he was he was pretty incredible. Twenty four clean sheets in, in a thirty eight game yeah. season. Again, like Van der Sar, a massive presence, a huge man physically between the sticks. I mean, their their records are are, are identical, aren't they? I mean, Van der Sar didn't win FA Cup, did he? I don't know. I don't no, think he won he an, FA an FA Cup. So Czech's got four Premier Leagues, five FA Cups, one Champions League, one Europa League. I mean, Van der Sar's, you know. Oh, so what but are we we're in... comparing? We're comparing a we're comparing a seven Premier a seven year Premier League career to a, a oh, yeah like to, a to fourteen. A te- Plus, you also forget that Erwin Van der Sar won two Champions League as well. We're not taking into account. Outside leagues, he won a he won a Champions League with Ajax in his young oh, career. That is a good point. I mean, I, I didn't. I wasn't thinking about that. Actually, can, can you fault Petr Cech for for that? Should we not? You, you should, we not should we not congratulate him for having longevity, which the, is something that is invaluable, especially mm. when you're looking at a defense, which is effectively a back five. If you have one fixed figure as a leader, mm. as a consistent performer for over 10, 15 years, even if it was just over what ten years at Chelsea, yeah. Surely that that's a big part of it. Mm. Well, essentially, I believe it's a it, it's a toss of a coin. I think we should put this to a vote. Oh, because oh. I think that's what it comes this down is, to. I, I think this is probably one of the hardest choices of the whole team in a way because both of them were brilliant. Were brilliant, were brilliant for their team. Mm. Oh. I think it comes down to a case of if you believe longevity is is the answer or to which one you just genuinely believe is. I mean, but, but I'm mm. personally, I'm going to say. Van der Sar pipped check in 2008. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sticking with Van der Sar as my number one. And, of course, Sim, you're going for Peter, I, Peter Cech, Peter aren't Peter you? Check, yes. So it's up to me to decide who I think is better. And, I mean, let's be honest, Czech for the past two years maybe hasn't been his best. So I'm going to take that out of consideration. I'm just going to compare them when they're at the best for the best eight years or best ten years. Ah, oh, It's such a tough, tough choice, but... I'm going to have to go with Petr Cech, I think. Mm. I think 200 clean sheets is no mean feat. Only four, He played 433 games in the Premier League. Mm. That's a clean sheet nearly every second game. Immense. Yeah, about that. Yeah, immense, isn't it? Mm. So I think he's a great, um, a great keeper to have in the team. And I think I'm glad that we could, well, two of us could agree on that. Mm. So let's move on. Before, should we speak about formations Formation. and a manager? That's a good point. Should we, should we just knock the manager out? It's, yeah. it's either between Mourinho and Ferguson, even then. It's, it's, Ferguson. it's, it's Ferguson. Ferguson. It's Ferguson. Yeah. There's, it's, there is no debate. There's whatsoever. no debate at all. So with the formation, I think in our generation, I think there's three formations, right, that we can we could decide. It's either a standard 4-4-2, it's a 4-2-3-1, or it's a 4-3-3. Now... In the, co- in, in the current day, the 4-3, or at the current day, 3-3 three, three at the back is a really big thing, but I don't think that's been around long enough, I mean, for it's us to debate. It's only been around for two seasons since Conte came into yeah. the league, essentially. Mm. So, are we going to go uh, with, like, what, what do you think there, Sim? I, I think, if it's a, so it's between a 4-4-2 in my eyes and a 4-2-3-1, which, mm. if, if depending who you, who's playing, you can spin that the same formation. 
mm. that the the number ten, the player behind the striker, mm. it, it can also be a false nine, and it's effectively a second striker. So, I I think in the end it should be a four four two, just because sticking with tr- uh, English traditional English roots, mm. but they're one and the same. I have to dis. I think the different a four four two and a four two three one are very different. Are very different because it also depends on if you're playing a narrow four two three one or a wide four two three one. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, in my eye, if a four two three one is two a center defense, two center defense midfielders, or a holding midfielder and maybe an advanced. Well, a, a wide four three two one is essentially the four three three. Exactly. Yes, <laughs> but the wingers are just a bit more, just a bit drop back. Mm. Uh, and, and I and I don't mind the four three three. Actually, I think it's a very it was very common. It's a very common formation in the Premier League. Mm, I think yeah. that there's a bit more detail to it than just saying a four three three. But I mean, I'd probably go for a four two three one if I'm honest with you. I think the four four two was maybe a bit too ninety five or 90, 92, 93 to two thousand and five. So, so we're back so. to a position where I have the I have a deciding say. We've got actually. I I, I, I can also. I'm happy with four two three one. Yeah. I think uh, because you can spin it either way. Yeah. Uh, so if if we do a four two three one, does that mean we're we playing? We got to say if we do. Are we doing that? I'm sticking with four four two. Well, I okay. I believe that we should stick with four four two. Not just not just for sake of simplicity. I think it wasn't just the ninety five. Even even going into the turn of the last decade mm. into two thousand ten, you still saw the four four two quite a lot. And the reason why the four four two became so practical, especially around the era of pragmatism, is it's such a simple way to set up, mm. and it gives you so much. It gives you so much option through that middle third of the park as well, having six players in that block. Mm. I, I genuinely believe that it, it was it was so simple and it worked so well, which is why it was around for so long. Mm. I'm to this day I'm still a great admirer of the four four two. I know with Me a lot too. I know with the modern attacking fluid formations that managers such as Pep Guardiola has made so is made is deeply ingrained into the into the football man's fine and gives us this beautiful football today, it can't quite compete with. But growing up watching that tactic deployed so well so well mm. and so much i've got a real soft spot for it so that's well, why I'll that was four four two that was the um unbeatable uh, the invincible season wasn't it? they were playing four four two essentially mm-hmm. i mean i mean i just don't think that in our age from what were they they i they were playing for honorary and burkamp up top oh uh, yeah, would you but would you say that burkamp was he a striker or was he a false nine was he he would drop he would drop back, back. So, back yeah. so would you not say that it's a four two three one more, it was mm. more, depends on the defensive Or it's a 4-4-1-1. Four, four, one, one. Mm. So yeah, I, think, I think they both spin off each other. Yeah. And I think, what, what would you do about all these great Premier League wingers or Premier League, you know? Well, it would be, I mean, I know that, but a right wing to a right midfielder is a very different position. Are we saying... Dep- well, it depends on the time that we're looking at when we're constructing the team as well. I want just to pull out a name, Cristiano Ronaldo. Mm. Well, he's he's done so well these days as a striker. Before that, he was a winger. Often, him and Giggs would interchange on the left and the right on a four-four-two. Ferguson was another manager that made the four-four-two such a brilliant, a brilliant, brilliant formation. Mm. Well, I think we have to decide on a formation now. So, um, you're obviously going Kurt with a four-four-two. I'm changing to a four-two-three-one, and I'm actually have to go with a four-two-three-one as well. 
I thought it'd be outvoted again, Kurt. I mean, this is ridiculous. <laughs> this, is, this is an absolute stitch-up. I wasn't but, promised this when, when I said we were getting this podcast started. But I just think a four-two-three-one just offers a bit more versatility and adaptable. Um, I agree. And uh, yeah, an unorthodox four-two-three-one, we'll call it. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So I guess we start at the right back. Yeah. 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 I think I think there's two big shouts here. Go on. First, I'll, I'll leave with a start with the second one. Pablo Zabaleta. I think for what he's done and for. <laughs> There's a bit of a smirk here. I'm confused as to I think why. that was a, a little bit left field for me. <laughs> a, bit a little left, bit left field. A bit left field. I but argue, argue the case. Excluding his, his run at West Ham and his last season at Man City when his legs were gone, mm-hmm. which it's unfortunate and it was mismanagement in my eyes from Man City for keeping him. He mm-hmm. should have been sold after the 13-14 season alongside Yaya Torre. Mm-hmm. But for the four or five seasons before that, he was the best fullback in the league. He consistently performed year on year. He won two Premier League titles in Man City, two League Cups, mm-hmm. FA Cup. Mm-hmm. Champions League? Not Champions League, but <laughs> <laughs> regardless, we're, we're sticking to uh, England. Of course, traditions, of course. Um, so we'll keep that out of there. Yep. I just, yeah, I think he's he deserves a solid shout. <sighs> and who, who else? Who's your other pick? Oh, you said you had two, uh, two on the right. Phil Neville. Phil Neville! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Of course. <laughs> who, who are you going to say? Gary Neville. Gary Neville, yeah. Neville. And I think, I mean, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be very ruthless and just dismiss Zablada straight away. Absolutely. I think that wow. compared to a player like Gary Neville, who is my choice, I think they're, they're just apples and oranges, aren't they? They're just... No, I mean, they're just... One's, like, up there as one of the, one of the greatest right-backs of all time in the Premier League. And one was good in his day, did well, did the job. I mean... Ivanovic was he? He was right. Ranasab Ivanovic. There's only, as far as I'm concerned, there's only two. You've got Ivanovic and I- Neville. Mm. Ivanovic. Ivanovic. Yeah, no, he yeah. was. Ivanovic under Mourinho was a beast. Yeah, he was that, a beast. In the mid 2000s, that guy was an absolutely monster. He doesn't. He he. You couldn't put him in a setup now and play him as a fullback with the amount of space oh. fullbacks they've got to cover with the pace that and they've the got to have they got, yeah. with the attacking intent but Ivanovic took mm. no because he was a brutal defender but, he, he but something he didn't get enough credit for as well was his calmness on the ball that mm. guy his long balls his his ability to see big space in front mm. of him is re- severely underrated as far as I was concerned and he wasn't blessed with great pace but he was very, he positioned himself in in, in places where very he could defend very well. Or very or sm- yeah. So I think he he's a shout. I mean, if there was no Gary Neville ever in the Premier League, I think it would be a race between uh, Zabaleta and Ivanovic. But I think Ivanovic would get would get it in the end. But That's I mean, are we are we going to agree on Gary Neville? I mean, eight Premier League titles, three FA Cups, two Champions Leagues, and throwing a FIFA Club World Cup there for good measure. I, yeah, it has to be Gary Neville. It's, yeah, all agreed. Clear shout. <laughs> uh, considering we've already got the vote of two to one, I think I'm not going to need to make much case for Ranislav Ivanovic. But uh, I, I, I believe that Ivanovic in 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 his prime under Mourinho was 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 more of a monster than Neville. Neville certainly had the longevity, mm. but Ivanovic just had that 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 insane defensive mindset that like, is so is so rare in fullbacks mm. these days. It's always always scary for me because I always see when I play uh, park football. There's a guy who looks just like Ivanovic, mm. and it scares the scares yeah. the creeps out of me. He man. was an ugly bastard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ugly bastard. Okay, so Gary Neville joins the team at right back. So we'll go next to uh, left, back. left back. Left back. Now, I mean, 
Again with Gary Neville, I think we have to think there was one player as well, Ashley Cole. What a left back he I, was. I think you're forgetting someone. Am I forgetting? Yeah. Patrice Evra. Patrice Evra. I mean... I think actually, I, my vote goes to Ashley Cole, but I think it's it's hard to dismiss Patrice Evra. Yeah. Great player. Especially... Oh, great player, yeah. I think any player that was like a, a key player in that phenomenal United run deserves a shout. 2008, you know, oh no, sorry, 2000. Well, 2000s onwards. Yeah, 2000, yeah 2000, late 2000 yeah. onwards, yeah. But he was, he was a winter transfer buyer, I believe. Mm. Came in with uh, with Vidic at the same time, I think. And it great, what, what what great purchases by Ferguson? Quality transfer window in winter as well. You're not going to see. But he never bought. Ferguson players. never bought players. He, he rarely tried to buy players in, in the winter. Mm. And when he did, he made sure they counted. And I think, you know, I mean, ever what I mean, ever ever had some great moments. I always, I always remember the the Suarez incident as well. I mean, that was. Would you say that is a great moment? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, what I meant to say more I remember the revenge he got over Suarez when they beat them 2-1 at uh, Old Trafford oh man seeing that, him that was, a crowd up that yeah. was that was, br- that was absolutely brilliant I, I mean, mean there's, there's, there's no space there's no room for that in there's, football there's no room for that at all and I think yeah I don't, I, don't, I don't really want to get into that too much but we all know where we stand on that and how we feel about that and I think yeah. Evra and Suarez you know it was a bad, it was a bad moment for football, but it was um, justice yeah. was served. Justice was indeed. served, in. but it it's, it's 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 Ashley Cole, and even st- like not just a great player. I mean, even the trivia around it, surrounding him as well. Uh, the 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 Willy Wonty transfer saga <laughs> from Arsenal to Chelsea. Ashley Cole, and when he and when he and when he did move, the the repercussions that had for both teams as well, with mm. William Gallas going the other way in the mm. transfer. Yeah. I mean. It, it, it was a, it was a crazy saga and it was great great drama as well. It was great drama and but also and what a tra- what a transfer though as well. Finally managing to get him. I mean, it, under, another another player that just under Mourinho flourished mm. in in his role. He was he was also an invincible. He was an invincible. He was an invincible. We can't forget that he was mm. part of the invincibles. I mean, that's Even, that's a pretty big honor. Yeah, like, and still yes. hasn't been broken. Mm. Yeah, and it probably probably mm. won't. It probably won't be. I think the modern Premier League's a bit too strong. Yeah, that is a good point. I if, C- if City couldn't do it with the quality it. they had yeah. this year, it, mm. it's never going to be done. That, Not that, for another hundred years or so. No, no but City side's still young. I think you could argue if, uh, if, if Pep Guardiola doesn't do it, hmm. then I don't think it will happen. I, I well, think maybe, I think that oh, ship sail. If they were ever going to do it, mm. it was going to be this. Year. Maybe this is a bait for another podcast, Probably. isn't it? I th- I think <laughs> maybe so. it is. I think so. So let so Ashley Cole, three Premier League, seven FA Cups, he won, mm. one Champions League, one Europa League. Pretty good. I, I, I'd probably put him in. He's still playing. He's always captain of LA Galaxy. Mm. He actually gave the assist to uh, Ibra to score that header goal in the last minute to win four mm. three against LAFC. So we move on to centre backs now. Yes. Now, I mean. I think we just spoke about him before, actually. Nemanja Vidic. Yeah. I think I, 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 he's that kind of defender you want in every team. Tough. He's a tough boss. Domineering. Gets dirty. Does the dirty work for you. What a player. I mean, that he, he, was, he actually was a very vital part of the Man United team. Mm, and then we yeah. see the, the problems Man United are having. Well, not, not, they're not exacerbated so much now, but... With their, with who is it? Chris Smalling and Phil Jones well, and well, how you obviously with the you can make an argument to park him right beside and someone who I do believe is a better, uh, better player than Vidic as good as he was was his partner Rio Ferdinand. Oh, and of course, yes. But with Vidic, he won Player of the Year twice. He yeah, our only defender. 
He was, and he was a four-time uh, PFA Premier League Team of the Year um, mm, um, in the yeah. team. Yeah, he won five Premier Leagues, one Champions League. I mean, he, and he was, and also I think he was also the your two-time Premier League Player of the Season in yeah. uh, 08, um, 09 and ten eleven. Ten eleven. Yeah. So I mean, how can we argue that? I mean, what a player. Mm. Would I mean? Could we even say? I mean, Rio, Let's Rio, Rio, and Vidic. Together as a centre back, they, they, they could they could quite possibly be. Who do you have? Anyone else that you can include in this list? I do. John Terry mm. has to be John Terry. I think John Terry is the greatest Premier League defender of all time. Wow, that's you've heard it here first. That is that is a that's a big call. You could, you could make the argument. I think he's had longevity. Yep. I think he's he's had all his longevity. He's been a captain despite some of his mm. extra. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Extra things, activities. Not, he's not exactly the best teammate. <laughs> let's, let's face it. Perhaps not, but on the pitch, he has shown he is a leader. Mm. Yeah, he has to be. He's won five, five Premier Leagues, five FA Cups, one Champions League, one Europa League, and a four-time again PFA Team of the um, Year uh, player. And the fact that he came through Chelsea's youth academy, mm. he was there from the beginning, if I'm not mistaken. I think yeah. I believe, I believe yeah. he was. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. Too. I think yeah, and had one little loan spell out um, back in the old days, and he played one club, one club man. One club man. Well, sorry, not one club man. Actually, he plays at Aston Villa right now. <laughs> we, he's, I, he's coming back well, to the Premier Thing is, we forget about him because he's he's gone to the Championship, and he should have. He should have retired. retired. He's, these, play, these players yeah. should just retire. But he's played twenty six games. He's a, he's a main. He's twenty six games at Aston Villa now, and he will get promoted with them. He's he's. Got another season. If they, if, no, but he said if they if they I don't think they're going to win. I don't think they'll win promotion. Villa personally was Wolves already going up. Wolves, Wolves and Cardiff have got oh, those yeah. top two spots sewn up. They could but go up by the by the playoffs. Is it is it my is it my recollection? Correct me if I'm wrong. Terry said he joined the championship, but he didn't want to play in the Premier League against Chelsea. Maybe he doesn't want to. Play he, in the Premier League because he knows that he's not of that standard <laughs> anymore. That's what I believe. So, do we think that Terry is a centre back in our team? I, I who else? Who else could we possibly well, name? I mean, I, Sol Campbell. Sol Campbell, but Campbell. I think he. I don't. I think he could make. Sol, he was. I, think he could make, I can remember plenty of Sol Campbell. Yeah, Campbell. Yeah, Campbell. He was a great. He was a great centre back. Good defender. I mean, his current day um, attitudes and hasn't got him any any favours. But we're not talking about that, are we? I think um, two time. Uh, two-time Premier League winner, once an invincible, uh, four FA Cups. Uh, you know, Sol Campbell was absolutely, absolutely brilliant. He was a complete and utter monster back in the mm. day. Would Would we say that Campbell is better than Vidic? I would personally. Ooh. I know Vidic's resume is so good. He's won. I, mm. I just think that Campbell has an edge on him personally. Well, I mean. I mean, Vidic has won three more Premier Leagues than Campbell. He's won three more Premier <laughs> Leagues, but who do you think made made the bigger impact on his team? Well, what I'm trying to say more so is that that Vidic, we saw more of Vidic playing than we saw of Campbell mm. because Campbell he went to Pompey in about 2007 to nine. Yeah, and led them to what was it seventh place finish in an FA Cup. He yeah. did. Yeah, that is a good point. However, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that that uh, that when when we were watching. When we were watching the football on the TV, we always saw Vidic playing well. We always saw, you know, I think Campbell was maybe a few years of his prime was before us. I can remember the Invincibles. I can't. Oh, not, not, not clearly, not but clearly. I can remember I can a lot remember, of the Invincibles. Yeah, I don't, yeah. So, I mean, and if, if we're talking about the players over like a, a significant amount of time at their peak, 
surely he's done enough to qualify for that. Mm. I think I, everything I, after Arsenal it, just is quality. Yeah. It's it's so hard because again, if you were if you were just arguing for the sake of the best team, you would surely name the two teammates in in, well, that, in, Vin- in Vinicius. Mm. Personally, I believe that one of them, without that, has to be Rio. And one, yeah. and before the, 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 has to be Rio. The other the other spot you could really interchange with the three players mm. that have been named. It's a, it's another tough one. Well, before you say, I just want to just uh, just say again that we we're not selecting the best of the best here. We're trying to select a team. That could potentially, win, in our eyes, win the Champions League every three years or something. So we're not trying; to, we're not just going the best of the best of the best. We're trying to actually create a team here which could actually, you know, uh, win the Champions League. So and I mean, with, with that being said, I think you need a leader at the back. Mm-hmm. Who is the biggest leader out of the three interchangeable names? John Terry. That is a good point. And I think I mean, yeah, he is. You've got a big guy. You've got a little guy. He might not. He might be the quickest. Quickest, mm-hmm. but he's. Footballing brain is without doubt the brightest. Yes. I will have... Here's my idea. What I would have is I would have... I would have Rio yep. on the right next to Neville. So yep. you've got two United players. And I'll have Sol, the other side of centre... The other centre back. Yeah. So that see, you've got some form of chemistry with... Uh, with um, so you would have Ashley Cole on the left. Just, oh. just for... But we're not playing FIFA here. It's not, it's yeah, not about the chemistry, chemistry lines. And but it is chemistry. If we're, supposed to be put, if we're supposed to be putting together a team that's going to go okay. out and compete, what and surely part, chemistry does what go partnership, What partnership is more important? The right-back and the right-centre-back or the centre-backs and centre-back? The centre-backs and the centre-backs. Exactly. So maybe that's where the partnership should be if we're going to go that, down that route. But I agree that John Terry probably is in our team. And if you also want to bring the point of chemistry, he's English. You've got an English back four. Yeah. That's a good point. So if, if the if chemistry uh, is a potential issue, I think... Yeah, I think it's... Very, I, think, I think John Terry... That's it, a very good point. I think John Terry is is probably... Oh, I think I have to agree, is in the team. And I think if him and Rio would complement each other in a way, because is Rio, the, Rio was a bit more... I mean... Is, is Sol not English as well, though? <laughs> no, but what I'm trying to say... <laughs> so this is just complicated. What I'm trying to say <laughs> is that Rio was a... I mean, not so much, but was a more of a ball player. Mm. He could play a ball... I mean... He was Ver- a Rolls-Royce defender. Ferguson put him in midfield oh. midfield for half a game, and he was bloody awful in midfield. <laughs> but he was more of a ball player than maybe a, you know, a Vidic, definitely, and even a Terry, I'd say. I mean... I'd say, I, I agree with that. So, are we, 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 were, we were already in agreement that it would, it, Rio was the first centre-back yeah. on the team's so, list. So, it's Rio and Terry, then. Are we saying that? Well, you two are saying that. I'm not, guess, I'm not saying it, so but saying, I've, been, I've been overall... I but, would, no, I'm saying, but you're going to say... You're, you're actually, I would you're, have Sol. You're saying it's Rio and Sol Campbell. I'd say Rio and Sol. Oh, so... I just... I, I don't know how you can pick Sol Campbell over John Terry. Maybe not in terms of longevity, but I genuinely believe that that, that, that would work better for the team. I've got a lot of respect for John Terry, but... I mean, we are forgetting here that Anton Ferdinand and the John Terry incident that took... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, that yeah, is actually a bit of a problem here, isn't it? But, yeah. but did that affect... It? I mean, when that incident was, what, 2009 or 10 or 11? Did uh, that affect the England team? I think I think Rio Ferdinand and John Terry showed they were quality for England for... Mm. Oh, actually, well, wait... Not really, but <laughs> <laughs> they were decent. I mean, yeah. they got to major tournaments. Yeah. They were they, they somewhat got, they got competitive. They, they, got, got there. they got there. <laughs> well, I think for sake of keeping things democratic, yeah, you got we we stick with Rio, yeah, and John Terry. And John mm. Terry. Okay, so moving on to the midfield now. 
Now playing a 4-2-3-1, so we've got two holding, I'd say, midfielders. Now, I mean, if we're very honest with ourselves, Patrick Vieira was one of the best in this position. I mean, what what a player and what a man. What a monster. What a monster. Absolutely. Absolute beast. Six foot four, born in Senegal, obviously mm. French, a French international, but j- j- just an absolute monster. Eight people for breakfast. Uh, even his uh, perennial rival, you have to put in there straight away. Roy Keane. Roy Keane. Yep. I mean... They're the first two that come to mind, really. Well, they're the first two mm. players that you think, like... You want in your team. You want that monster. And that's what I think the Premier League teams of today are lacking. And maybe the game's... I think the game has moved on a bit. But back, I, them battles we, they, ha, they had back in the days, like in the tunnel, um, that, that was just great football to watch. That was great TV. I don't think modern football has anyone comparable mm. to them. If you look at the best midfielders, the best defensive midfielders, Casemiro, Fernandinho, mm. Casemiro in my eyes they is just, the best. But he's... They're, he's just they're just ball, they're, ball retention and ball, and ball movement. So players, aren't they? is another one yeah. for the last, last six, seven years. Kante, although he's had his injury worries this year. Mm. But last season, he was... Absolutely out of this world. But he's not like he's not a player you're scared of. But I mean, I think actually you are scared of him. He's scared of how much he can move around the he's, pitch. It, but that's the thing. He's he's not physically intimidating. He's 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 a hassler. He's mm. always on your heels. Has but he done enough? He's, he's someone you don't want to play against. Mm. Just yeah. because you know he's going to be a pain and for ninety minutes. And you're looking around. Where I, is he? But then you'd also think. But even you could even say it to Roy Keane. He was always a pain for ninety minutes. He was, a, excuse my language, but he was a dirty bastard, wasn't he? Oh, he was terrible. I think, I think Ferguson, I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but I think Ferguson did say he was one of the most influential players, one of the most important players of his time at Man United, With, Roy Keane. Without Roy Keane, Manchester United through the early 2000s, especially when he was captain, wouldn't have been the same team. The, intent, no. the intensity that he bought he bought to that team. He was like almost you could describe him as a glue guy. He was one of those types of players that brought the whole team together. And I'm gonna remember he was there from like the very start of the Premier League. He was. Basically ninety three or you know, ninety three, ninety two onwards really. And he played with all he played with the um all the kids, you know, with the Beckhams and the gigs and all that stuff. Fast so, ninety two. Fast ninety two, exactly. Alan Hansen went when we were kids. So I think we have to think that he kind of held that team together. I think he does deserve a place in our team, I don't think you can. I don't think you can overlook Kante. He's, really? he's de- I know I he suffers. He oh. suffers a lot from the fact that his book is still open. He's still got so many years ahead of him. Okay, so but what, those mm. two years when he was at Leicester and when he went to che- when he went to Chelsea, where he was helped mm. to help him to win a title, nearly got the double. Uh, players, uh, the PFA foot, Football of the Year last year. Mm. I genuinely believe last year he was. Overall, the best midfielder in the world because he, he just he, just his ability, his work rate is is, is unmatched. Even mm. a man twice his size, like Casemiro, brilliant player, but I don't I don't think he's he like McAuley. He's like McAuley back in the day, wasn't Claude, he? You can't, even Claude McAuley, a little a bit shout. before our time, but a bit before our time, though. Yeah. I think, yeah, it's a good shout yeah. though. Genuinely, as you said, a bit before this, the time for this list, but. What a player. Mm. You could make but, an argument. They're both like Kante and Michael, I mean, similar-ish, mm. I'd say. And so, I mean, we're thinking, guys, in a four-two-three-one, tactically, uh, you want a player, you want someone physical in there who's going to put in the high, protect the defence, in front of the fence. But Kante's a different type of that player, isn't he? Mm. C- comparing a Keane to a Kante is like apples and oranges. Mm. Now, they, they, they kind of do the same job in a way. Mm. However, one does it in like a very hard style, hard, rough way. And the other does it in a... Just 
he is everywhere and anywhere across the field doing mm. the job that needs to be done. Can I, can, I think Kante plays further up the pitch. I think he's better further up the pitch. I think if you've got a mm. front three or front four pressing, imagine having a midfielder there to press that, mm. the ball out. The second line. The, the second yeah, line. Yeah, imagine yeah. having someone who's... If you've got a team that's cancelling the first, someone who can cancel the second as well. Mm, of course. Now, I mean, so in that sense, I think they're very different because Rory Keane would be on the third. Yes. Yeah. But I, I think the two best players that come to mind are obviously Keane and Vieira. Mm. But can you play them in the same team? No, no you cannot play them in the same team. Without doubt, no. You cannot you can't play two destroyers. Not no. yet. Not just because of the two. Not just because I mean, of the rivalry. Could, I don't think the styles mm. match. Now this is going to be. Uh, now I know it's a CDM in a way, but how about you play? Either, you've got two combinations in my eyes. I mean, in, with your little pressing, your pressing scenario there, a Kante and a Vieira, or a Keane and a Skulls. Now, I think having a Skulls back there is like a linchpin. Not linchpin, he's like a connector. He gets the ball uh, out deep. He plays great passes. I think having them two there would maybe work. I think there's and one. And it did work. It worked I, may I not have been I think there's one name that you guys are forgetting. Cesc Fabregas. Go on, give, give, give us, no, give us. Some, you could make you could make an argument for Cesc because Cesc is a brilliant mm, ball player. I do oh, believe yeah. he would compliment. I mean, he did play alongside Vieira, didn't he? Oh, he was seventeen. Gosh. He may have come on as a sub, or, or, or I think he, yes. I think that's when he broke through. He, but you can't say they played together. No, he was too not, young. Not in that give sense. us, give but, us, give us a. Um, we don't know who plays. Give us a quiz about who this his mystery player of yours is to fi- fix in the team. Go on, give us some. I, this is who I'd be putting alongside Vieira. Another African-born player in the Gar- Ghanaian beast. Or another Chelsea player. John Obi Miguel. Known for scoring bangers. It has to be Essien. Michael Essien. I genuinely believe that he would fit alongside... <laughs> I genuinely believe he would fit alongside Vieira very, very well. Not, mm. not, not quite an mm. out-and-out CDM, but a box-to-box worker. Mm. A straight-up worker. I mean, but are we saying that, like... I'm trying to think of our team, the dynamic of our team. We're playing a four-two-three-one, right? Yeah. We we have to fit Paul Scholes in there. I mean, do we? Do we? I think we do. do. We? I, mean, I love I love Scholesy, but where does he does he fit into the CDM mantra? I, I think, say alongside a certain player, yes, but then they're not really playing a traditional. But I think four-two-three-one are they? We have to play a four-two. We're playing a four-two-three-one. We have one holding, and we have one who's more of a. Uh, pivot type an player and a six and an eight we'll call it six and eight a six yes and an eight. And he's more like he's a playmaker from the back he's a deep line playmaker deep isn't line he playmaker. that's what he is right. and that's Scholesy and I think Scholes 11 Premier League titles 3 FA Cups 2 Champions Leagues Zidane and Henri have said he's one of the he's the greatest ever midfield player he's he is up there in terms of longevity so you're saying that you don't think Scholes yeah. I think if we were playing but, a four 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 two, he'd be one of the first on the team sheet. But we're not playing there. We're playing four two three one. He's he's, he's if, a, if we're going based off what other players have said, who the best is David Silva's in there. Based off what Santi Cazorla said, the best Spaniard is David Silva. Okay, so but, one, sec, but, one, sec, but, one sec, Hold up, hold up. Santi Cazorla compared to Z- Zidane and Henri is no, a bit different. By, by that, no. But if we're gonna, if we're going to take that further, then. Should we not believe who no, Maradona I, I and Pele say? I agree. If, you, if you're going to make that argument, then, then we'll see who yeah. does Maradona and Pele think? Who does Messi and Ronaldo think? But what I'm trying let's, to say is that these were players... And that's a player. These were players who... You know, Zidane, one of the greatest, you know, genera- of his generation, one of the best. And he said, he, he rated his goals. Henri, best Premier League midfielder ever, Henri said. Henri played against goals. I do believe that Scholes, he made, 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 made the... Made the 
team of the century for I, English league football. I, I, yeah, I, I believe I believe so. I mean, and he also, I mean, how could so I, I understand? But we're not. What we're gonna, we going to? You're, you're going to you're going to put in an it's, it's an, hard. It is very an Essien for a skulls. I mean, if, the, if, if we were playing, considering where they're playing, yes. In a four-two-three-one, you're going to play. Uh, who who's going to play alongside Essien? Oh, I'm going to play Patrick Vieira. What about Yaya Torre? If we're talking about box to box, if we're talking about a player who can do it all as a deep line playmaker, because I think that's something incredibly underrated about Yaya Torre. His passing vision is ridiculous. He can do everything, and in his prime, he was the most complete midfielder mm. I think the Premier League has ever seen. Twenty goals, set pieces, penalties, a leader, mm. big games, big goals. He's done everything. That, I'd much rather have skulls than. I'd much rather have skulls and Yaya. I have to, uh, there's not, there's I, I, not a question for me on that one, though. I like Yaya, but I, I would, you'd say skulls better than Yaya, wouldn't you? Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. But no, I, I'd, say, I'd say that on paper, but if we're saying as like the creative player next to a destroyer... Well, this, skulls this, is, this, is, this is turned into a tough well, one. The thing is, sense. guys, what I'm looking at is... We're, we're, and if we're talking practically we're play, how sides played... Oh, we're playing a 4-2-3-1, right? So we're playing two holders and a, and a number 10. Yeah. Now, Skolzi is not number 10. No. no. None, none of the players we've mentioned are number 10s, right? So we not have to think, we have to think really, these two players, one's like a, a destroyer def- you know, if, uh, in front of the defensive line, and the other player's creative, a pl- like a, a defensive play- playmaker, really. A deep line playmaker. So... Where does someone like Gerard and Lampard fit? Would you say they're 10s or 6s? Gerard, you would say, would play in front of the back too. Yeah, sort of I mean, Gerard's another yeah, shout so, there. So, because we've missed two big names there, Gerard and Lampard. I, I think but, you played Gerard in front of the, in front in front of the two though, don't you? But was was Gerard's best season? Was Lampard's best season not mm. behind the strikers? But Lampard, I mean, I, Lampard is a, is a, a centre attacking midfielder in a way. I mean, it's weird to say that because when we ever saw him, he was always playing centre midfield. Yeah. You know, because not the Premier League, the number ten in the Premier League really only came around a, a lot later on, like you know. They always played false nine. They played four four two, but we've we made a choice on a formation here, and we have to kind of stick to that formation. We can't just put these players in and make them play in different positions where exactly. they play the whole career. So I, I think I think actually Frank Lampard deserves a, a solid but shout. I think we, that that's, we have to really decide on these two holders first before we can before we go. No, down. I'm, I'm saying as one of the holders. Oh, because if if we're saying he's played his career further back as a central midfielder, then he'd fit here, wouldn't he? I don't think he'd I don't fit think he would. CDN. No, I yeah. don't think he'd fit there. No, I think he, that's a bit too far back for him. I, I mean, he probably could, but that's that's but that that's not the optimum he, position no, for him, is it? No, okay, and even Gerard, he played CDM for uh, the last few years of his career, didn't he? And you know, he was yeah, he was yeah, whoops, he wasn't that good. Yeah, We don't let this slip out, Christ alive. So we're still no further to. Are we not so we're still no further to a decision. Are we agreeing on Patrick Vieira? Oh, so we're saying Vieira over Vieira, Skulls. I will, Vieira, 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 Vieira over Keane. Vieira over Keane. Are we saying Vieira over Keane? Yes, but then that complicates things again, doesn't it? Because if, if you were well, just going to go easy, I think we have, put, to, we have to pick a partnership here at the back here, these two. So we. Well, I mean, so for, for, for sake of saving an argument rather than trying to make our heads hurt anymore, mm-hmm. are we going to go Keane and Skulls? I mean, I don't think Sim agrees on the Skulls pick. I think he's very... Oh, no, I, 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 I've got no problem with that. I think Skulls deserves it. So, Kim... I'm, I'm not, I mean, I'm not sure I, myself, I, but it's given me too much of a headache that I can't mm. really seem to think of any other option. 
So you don't. So Essien's out. I still would I prefer. I still personally would prefer Essien and Vieira, but I think for I think for argument. But sake, where is your create? I mean, where's you your need creativity, where's your creativity in that that pick? Back. If that's why, because Scott, and when it plays out, you've got. Rio Ferdinand, bring the ball out. Who mm. is he going to distribute it to? And who's going to take it from there? Yeah. And then Rio gets ball, skulls, he gets ball, short pass, short pass, or long diagonal. Mm. You know? I think, I, I, if I think this is a playable team, and this is a team who will win the Premier League in their prime, mm. keen, skulls, you're going so, to be pretty afraid against that, aren't you? So we're sticking with this? Well, in I, my eyes, it's, it's skulls and Vieira. Mmm... <laughs> I, but I, je- I think you can interchange Kane to the extent where you, you, it's it's. You are I, honestly, if you ask me who I prefer as a player between Kane and Vieira, it's every single day for me. It's Vieira. Yeah, and just you, and- a bit bigger of a physical presence, but I think for the sake of a partnership, you just stick with skulls, and uh, you stick with Kane. skulls and Kane. Mm. Okay. Just for the sake of again, like it's it's it's. It, like it, it, I mean, it's very it's, it's so close, there, isn't it? As so I, said, I prefer Vieira as a player, but for I the like, team, I yeah, think I think team. for the team, you got to go skulls. I mean, are we, do we have too many leaders in there now? A keen and a, oh, a keen and Terry. Can never be too many leaders. That's, that's, good, that's a good can point. Never be too many okay, so right there, so that's skulls and keen filling up the holding midfield. One is a destroyer in front of the defence, and one is a deep line playmaker. So I guess, should we move on now to the... Wider players. The wider players? Yeah. Mm. Or should we go into the midfield the uh, midfield triangle? I mean, because... Let's, let's, let, let's, let's decide who's in front of the holding midfield. I, 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 okay. I think that's, that works. So, I mean, do we say... I mean, there's no, Gerard, there's no um, Lampard in, or Gerrard right there in the reckoning. Do we think Lampard or Gerrard in this I think, team? I definitely I think, think you could make I an argument for Gerrard. Gerrard. I think make an argument for Lampard. I think Frank Lampard. Lampard, the big game. If you're talking about a big game player, obviously Gerrard's the shout. You matter. You just mm. look it up on YouTube. Yeah, but Frank Lampard. Frank UEFA yeah. midfielder of the year 2008. The amount of goals he scored yeah. from midfield, I think that is incredibly underrated. Well, I mean, I think for me, it's Steven Gerrard, as you said, just for that sole sole reason of the big game player. I, I mean, he was a big game player. Look at look at the look at the resume. You can look at the individual. You can look at the 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 trophies as a comparison. But what did Steven Gerrard had? Steven Gerrard had Rafa Benitez, and he had Torres for a couple of years, and still couldn't get much out of it. And again, the only reason that Liverpool have had anything over the last close to twenty years is because of Steven Gerrard. Yeah. You say that as a dig against Rafa Benitez. He's Rafa Benitez, at the end of the day, is not going to be remembered as one of the top managers of his generation. Which is a shame. Hmm. Which is a shame. He, he, I'm, I'm a big fan of he's, Rafa He's a big Rafa boy. I'm Why? a big Rafa fan. <laughs> I just think he's had a good career. A good, he's, yes. he's won at Valencia. He came to Liverpool did brilliantly. Did, limited, did, with, did pretty good. He did, yeah. with, with limited resources. He won, he won the um, Champions League, eyes. didn't he? Yeah. yeah. He won the Champions League. Again, who, who, won the, who won the Champions League? Was it Rafa Benitez? Or was it, yeah. Or was it, or was it Stevie G? I mean, he made good, good substitutions at halftime on that, good, uh, on that one night in uh, Istanbul. So you could but say tactically from... Tactically, <laughs> tactically. From, from, well, from when the brilliance started, you'd say it stemmed from... I say I, you could make the argument that the brilliance stemmed from... 
from Stevie G, as far as mm. I'm concerned. But let's let's get back to the bait. And, of... but, but the, and the fact of the matter is, is that he had the chances. Arm and make changes when you when you're three 0 down at half time in a, in a European you knew, final. Yeah, you, 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 you throw the kitchen sink yeah. at everything, you know. Yeah. So, I, I I personally believe it's got to be Steven Gerrard. You look at that night in Istanbul, the the goal against West Ham in the FA Cup final, where he mm. again just single handedly dragged a beating team a beaten team to a result. Um, I don't think that I've seen a player in my lifetime with as much heart as Steven Gerrard. Unlucky not to win a league title as well when he let it slip, yep. so to say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so such a sad moment. Was it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, PFA and Player of the Year 2005-2006. He went for Club Football of the Year 2005. Also, he came third in Ballon d'Or voting in 2005 as well. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's, I mean, I, I mean, every player we've picked has won the uh, won the Premier League. Are we actually going to put that non-Premier League winner in our team? I don't think it matters that much, but it's just a good stat to have. I, I think we're forgetting the... Uh, oh, he's slightly before our time, though, isn't he? Burkamp. What a player. Burkamp. I mean, was he before our time? I, I oh, think so. I think he was just before, yeah. I would, retired... have, I would rather have Burkamp than Gerrard without he, a doubt. He, but in, he, in my eyes, the second closest thing to Burkamp that we have today, Kevin De Bruyne. You oh, can make the argument. He, he's perhaps, number 10. perhaps he hasn't been there for long enough, but I haven't seen a more complete midfielder. In in my lifetime, but you didn't. Mm. You saw that last year. A lot of that last year, like not this season, not the seventeen. So I think he was still good last. year. He was he good was last year. He had, he had even the year before that he when he came back year. to the Premier League. He mm. was mm. excellent from Wolfsburg onwards. Mm. He's he's been brilliant. If you yeah. look at a big game player, PSG away, PSG at home, Kevin De Bruyne. Mm. He's performed everywhere. If you look at the opening goal of the derby in Pep Guardiola's first derby, who scored it? Mm. Mm. Very it's Kevin De Bruyne. I, don't, I just, yeah, yeah, few, I think we knew and, it was Kevin. And, and, and if, if you want a big game player, yeah. all, Kevin De Bruyne has got that as well, and he's he's proven it. It's a very, it's a good argument. But again, the thing with all current players is they really are limited by the fact that their book is still open. And what is? I mean, what is uh, Kevin De Bruyne won? The League Cup and the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. the Premier League in about two weeks' time. It doesn't, I don't have, it has, it's not mathematically secured yet, is it? I don't, I don't, you know, resume I, resume matters to a degree, yeah. but like even as but you said, Steven Gerrard doesn't have a it's, great it's resume. Be, in terms but of also, yeah. if you're saying based on what he's won, how can you really fault him for it's, that? It's got to be it's got to be what we see on the field and what we see on the TV. And I, I have to KDB has been. Is, I mean, so but, 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 defensively as well, you're not going to require. You don't need to carry Kevin De Bruyne. He he works. He puts his shift in, and he's proven that. So are you are you you're arguing in a centre attacking role? KDB is better than Steven Gerrard, Gerrard. or um, Lampard. Lampard. I mean, that's, I, I this is another so. tough pick. This is so. It's, it's difficult. But let's think it's of, very difficult. Let's think about the partnership between our two holding midfielders and our attacking. And our, so, so we've got to think. Scolzi is one of them. Deep line playing. He's going to play them long balls. He's, he does short, sharp passing. Keeps the ball well. Does we've, he, only got, we've only got one non-English player in this whole team. Don't we? <laughs> Yeah, Peter Cech, the goalkeeper. <laughs> and Roy Kane. And Roy Kane, yeah, true. Yeah, true, true. He so, would not be happy with that. Oh, yeah, he would not be <laughs> um, So are we saying that Gerard is... Make the argument for why you believe that Lampard is better. I think just... Without, without mentioning 
trophies. Okay, I think when we just watch Lampard on the field, I think he always provided something uh, magical with anything he did. I think he was always in good space to help out the team. You should see, like, if you watch any game of football, if you watch him live on in, uh, live in the stadium, he checks his shoulder about you know a thousand times a game. He just he, he's positionally a really good player who knows where, in, knows where to be for his teammates, knows how to get into goal scoring opportunities, uh, goal scoring positions, lovely late runs. Um, you know how many goals did he score? Um, I think you know isn't he Chelsea's all time all time goal best uh, all time goal scorer? Mm. Um, most goals from midfield, I imagine, in the Premier League. Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean, just a great attacking player to have. But now you guys say it. I think one thing about his creativity. When I'm reading it out. I think that's the biggest I, I detriment think, to both Gerrard and Lampard. They re- lack creativity. They needed a player. And you if, know, when you've got three attackers in front of them, I think you need someone who needs to feed them in and connect the dots. I, and, I, and, I, and I have to say here, actually, Kurt, thinking about our team and what we've, you know, I, I do think we need, we need that, that, a very quick, sharp, creative player up there. And I'm not sure Gerrard... Or Lampard could provide that. That's a very valid point. I think, I mean, KDB is a good example. I mean, who else is like that? Who could be that? David Silva. David Silva. Silva. In my eyes, David Silva deserves to be there over Kevin De Bruyne. Just because I think the thing is, he he might not be a big game player in the sense that he will score the winning goal. Mm -hmm. But he will get the assist or he'll create the space and he'll create options. And when you've got a supplement your your teammates it's david silver is just the glue hmm. he creates for his team he what, makes everyone he makes everyone around him what better. about yeah i i i have to agree i, I do think silver over kevin kdb just because of the time because david silver has been in the premier league for a long longer period of time hasn't he have you got any other suggestions i was thinking hazard left field hazard is a kind the striker has he, has he really played? He, I mean, no. he plays. He, he plays like he's. A, he, I mean, he floats. He floats, he floats so much, but he certainly yeah. starts out on the left. Yeah, he does. That is, that is a good. I point. think the only time he plays centrally is as a false nine. Yeah, when yeah. City vs Chelsea, <laughs> yeah, he had, and he was he was gone. He wasn't there. Oh. Had about what eight touches or something. Yeah, ridiculously. Like I mean, that. do are we even? I mean, oh. it's so hard. I mean, I mean, very out of the box. Nah, just don't worry. I'm, I'm not even going to say, say it. Say we it. just Come get too on. many laughs. So for the sake of the podcast, you've got to say I'm going to say Wayne Rooney. <laughs> oh, great. I couldn't find I don't think he'd fit there. I, it's a good, it's not, it, I don't think he'd fit there, though. You know what I mean? Wouldn't he? I think if we were talking 2-2-2, two, 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 you could argue him up top. We've only got one space up there. I mean, and as far as I'm concerned... This has to be yeah. the best centre-attacking creative midfielder of our generation. David Silver. Or, considering Ooh. we're... We, you could you could even make a space rather than playing him up top, or you could play him on the left. You could drop him back, Thierry Henry. Where would where would you play him in this sort of setup? I, I don't think, I don't think oh, we could play. I, think, I don't think you could play Thierry Henry. I don't think you could I'm play him there. No, I think you have to play him up up there if, if we argue him up there. Mm. Because we're saying this this person he's more so in front of the midfield as opposed to behind the striker. Yeah, mm. and I just don't think that you know uh, it's so hard for me to say. Like if we look at this team, we go silver, like. Are we really saying Silver is that player who's going to be our seat, uh, our cam? I know you're talking yeah. about positions, but honestly, who is who's captivated you more, Steven Gerrard or David Silver, 
in your lifetime. There's not there's not, I, there's there's not really a question no, in that, not. is there? I think I think uh, Silver would fit the team very well, but I just think for the quality of the player he is, the captivation he's brought, for mm. me, it's still Gerard. See, I, I think that's that's David Silver's fault just because of his nature. Mm. He's not an out there person. Yeah, he doesn't go to the media. He doesn't do many press conferences. He sticks to himself and he does his job. Yeah. And the fact that he's never been in the PFA Team of the Year, or perhaps only once, mm. only once, mm. is it it's is. stupid. Frankly, yeah. it's stupid. It shows that the system there is flawed. Yeah, I mean, he he. I think in terms based off how you want your team and considering. Who's behind him mm. when you've got someone like Paul Scholes and then Roy Keane? You've got players who will do the work for him. Mm. And David Silver, he will do the work as well. Mm. Like, he's shown that in the last two years with Pep Guardiola. He, he doesn't need someone to carry him. Mm. Mm. Quality like, player, without a doubt. I guess. But at the end of the day, I think it's coming down to a Democratic vote here. You've got the final say between Gerard and... and- <laughs> uh, it's such a tough choice, but I think I have to be realistic. I have to go with Steven Gerrard. I think... I mean, oh, yeah, I think Steven Gerrard, it just, from what, I mean, it's a compelling argument to have Sil, but nonetheless, I genuinely think you've just got to have Gerrard there. But is Gerrard, uh, is our midfield too What does Gerrard provide that Frank Lampard doesn't? Mm. But why why Gerrard? Because you're talking about big games, same thing. Frank Lampard does it. He's yeah. got more not goals. To the se- not to the se- He's got more goals, yes, but not to the same degree that that, that uh, Steven Gerrard has. I don't believe he's got the hardest Steven Gerrard. And you don't I don't think he has the hardest. I don't reckon he's got no. I, I don't think that I've seen a player in my lifetime with a hard as big as Steven Gerrard. Um, I, I think that had he had better teammates around him, a more, uh, a more stable, stable environment, had he not slipped. Mm. He would have certainly had more I mean, more club trophies to his yeah. name as well. And he's still not a couple of FA Cups, a League Cup, a Champions League, the Big Fish, mm. a Europa League early in his career where he was voted the, the, the world's best young player in the 2000-2001 season. Mm. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's so much more of Steven Gerrard before, you know, we, like, before we even knew, knew much about him, you know. Mm. Uh, I mean, I still remember that goal against West Ham. In the FA Cup final. That was like 35, 40 yards out, wasn't it? And it was just creeped into the uh, bottom bottom left corner. No, Mm, bottom bottom left corner. Yeah. What a goal. That that was, I mean, I I think... The look on Alan Pardew's face when he scored (laughs) that goal was unbelievable. (laughs) Okay, so I guess we've decided on Steven Gerrard. I think if Gerrard was injured, I think Silva would be replacing him straight away. I think the argument for Silva was absolutely compelling. I genuinely believe that in front of those two holding midfielders, he would damage teams. Is Steven Gerrard that creative? I I don't don't think he is. if If we look at our team now... It's, I think you've got one creative player in this team. It's one, it's two, it's, but we still got the left and right uh, wingers or midfielders to go. So they're, they're, I, th- and I think, they're left Ger- and right I think Gerard well. will fit that role. Well, how about what we'll do? We'll, we'll, we'll select our left um, wing or left midfield and right midfield. And then we'll see if, if we feel comfortable with him in, in the middle of those two. So once we've got our 11, we'll go back position by position and see if we can replace and who, if there are other players that would fit that yeah. role better. We, 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 can, we can alter it, yeah? Yes, yeah, so every player is still up for grabs. So should we move on to our right wingers or right midfielders or, or right right attacking midfielders in a way? Mm, are we yeah. playing it wide or narrow? You could interchange. I can be interchanged. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, my number one shout is Ryan Giggs. 
right on the right or the left on the he right can play, you can play either I play either. him on the right okay. because just because of my selection for the left I think we know our selection should we go to the left first should we go to the left first well, there's, there's, there's one that really sticks out okay we'll go to the left yeah. first then so the let's it has to be Gareth Bale I mean sorry <laughs> I mean wasn't Gareth, Gareth Bale is an honourable mention he's, he, I think he's most was Arshavin on the left he was a good player. He was a good four, player. He scored four goals against him. He, he, he had a good debut. He had yeah. f- he had flashes. He would always come on in waves. You know, mm. he would just he would not quite go missing, but he would have quiet games. Then all of a sudden, he would just be yeah. he would just come out of nowhere with monster performances. We're, we're talking about Arshavin here, by the way, and not we've, Bale. We've seen so many players like that in the Premier League. Yeah, that's Arthur true. And Arthur, that's and true. Mm. Yeah. So are we going to go with, of course, the one, the only five-time Ballon d'Or winner? Ronaldo, one 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 time for the sake of one time. Oh, sorry, one time for the sake of uh, Premier League. But at his at his peak, the greatest player in world football. Not one hundred. Yeah, yeah. One of the greatest players of all time. I mean, mean, even even. I think we. I mean, I'd even argue he's the best player of all time above Messi. Now that's a podcast for another day. We'll be here here all 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 night. But Ronaldo, one hundred ninety-six Premier League appearances, eighty-four goals. What a record that is! Mm. That's a goal every second game, nearly. You know, that's a that's, that's a, it's a very good record. But when you look at that and think Cristiano Ronaldo, you think it's disappointing. Yeah, but let's remember this is before. But this is where we're saying that. On the, on we're, the yeah, we're saying that with hindsight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's but, a great point. But it is a phenomenal record. Yeah, and I mean, so are we? I mean, we, we're going to select him, of course. Three Premier League titles, one FA Cup, one Champions League. In Moscow, that night, that night, famous two league, night. Two league cups. I, well. I just forget the league cup. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't count that trophy. Mm. Or do we count the, the community, community shield shoots. as well? Yeah, do we count them. No, <laughs> not, not not quite. Maybe half. Maybe half. I think Jose Mourinho counts it. Yeah, yeah treble. Got the treble. And and, and Ibra counts it too. Yeah, but he conquered. <laughs> he England. He conquered. He conquered England three yeah. months. So Ronaldo's our pick on the left hand side. And we all agree on that, don't we? And I think going back to that argument about needing creativity inside as mm. well, especially in that Premier League time, he was also the top assist provider in the 06 07 season as yeah. well. So you're not just going to get goal scoring capability in that predator mentality. He was also a very, very talented facilitator when it came down to it back in the day. And he scored, was it, 31 goals uh, one season, 34 goals the next season? Mm. What, I mean, Consistency. Consistency is key. Uh, mentioned my Terry Henry, that was. Okay, so that's our left midfielder, left winger. Is there, apart from Bale, is there any other honourable mentions? Oh, I mean, we could go back to Freddie Lundberg back in the old days, but well, I don't think he compares to Ronaldo, though. And he's before our time. And he's before our time. Robert Pires. Right, but he was a, I thought he was more of a right than a left. Yeah, right. Yeah, but great player. But maybe we can argue, we're now going to the right midfield, good shout. So do you think Robert Pires can make the team? I don't, I don't think he can. No. Who, I think he's an honourable mention. Yeah, I think he is an honourable mention. I, I think he's a lower honourable mention, if I'm honest with you. Mm. I think he's maybe top 10. Mm. I wouldn't yeah, say he's, top 10. I'd say number one is Ryan Giggs. He got 162 assists in the Premier League, the most of, uh, of all time. But he, his best football wasn't played on the right, though, was it? He could play he could play there confidently. His best football was still on the left, wasn't it? That, that is a good shout. It was, yeah. I mean, but... Oh, it's... Who else could you who else could you play? Beckham? Would you even put Beckham on the right there? I think we need something with Beckham a bit more pace more on the right. Yeah, there. like a, a Walcott. Left. <laughs> <laughs> what about the Ox? Not like What, what about the Ox? Not, no... <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm actually struggling to think I, who we can chuck on the right. So we need someone with a bit of pace. Well, are you not saying David Beckham? Six Premier League titles, two FA Cups, one champion. He won the treble, for God's sake. 
He did win the travel. You wait for... before our time, though. No, I the tr- he... the tr- oh. no, he was around long enough. I mean, his best. The, the, the travel tri- was a little bit before our yeah. time. Yeah. Just, I mean, I can slightly remember it. I mean, ninety ninety nine or whatever it was. No, no, yeah, but you know, he was still there until what? Oh, oh three, oh three, oh four. Yeah, he went to uh, went to the Galacticos in Real Madrid. So he still he still qualifies. He's an argument, but I, I would rather someone with a bit more pace. I mean, I mean, Giggs does fit in there as well, but I just wonder if there's someone more out and out suited to playing on the right that I I can't think of anyone. I can't. Gareth Bale, but it left, left again. Again, I mean, right in the Premier League, yeah. yeah. Let's see. I mean, even this season, who have we got on the right at most clubs? Mohamed We've got. Salah. I mean, but, but he hasn't been here for long enough. And he's having a great. Matt, he 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 probably would be there in another few years, providing yeah. he doesn't get injured. Yes, and keeps going the way he's going. Liverpool and win something. Liverpool don't sell him. But. Yes, but they won't. I don't think they'll sell him. I mean, even so. But why? Did, why is pace such a big thing? Why do we want? Well, I mean, a whole team can't be based on pace. We have got no pace anywhere else. Have we? I think we, we need to have some form of pace in that front. Fr- in that front Ronaldo's, Ronaldo's got pace on it. Well, if you look at pace, Gary Neville wasn't really the quickest. No, Ashley Cole had a little bit. Yep. And uh, so but we Ronaldo. don't. We, so you're because, the left, left side's got boosters on them. Yeah. But the right sides. I don't. Th- I don't think, given the form, the formation, the structure we're setting this team up, we don't need the ultra pacey attacking fullbacks. Though, I think that's as I said, got to come from, got to come from the wider players. Mm-hmm. But I mean, when when Ronaldo came to United, Giggsy was still playing. Yeah, mm. Giggsy was still part of the team. Obviously, there was interchangeable. But are we, would we agree that Giggsy was the best left midfielder in the Premier League, um, or sorry, right midfielder in the Premier League, even though he could predominantly play on the left? Is that like where are we going from that like that standpoint? Because Giggsy was. Bloody mint. What a player. He was. He won 13 Premier League titles. Just one of those players that was just... The longevity was absurd. Oh, gosh. I mean, 114 goals. Um, You know, he scored more goals than Skulls. Oh, uh, Skulls, he scored 107, but of course. I mean... How many Man United players have we got on this side so far? Far too many. <laughs> <laughs> well, we should put Van der Sar in there, actually. Yeah, <laughs> the end right. of the so I'm glad we didn't put Van der Sar in with the way things have gone. So we can agree on that Man United were the best team of the Premier League of our era. Without, Without the ball, yeah. 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 So, I mean, so what are we going to pick here on, on, the, on the right? Are oh, we... There must be some someone we're missing out on. What about even Iron Robin? Robin's, <clears throat> Robin's definitely up there. I mean, there's but, not much else, is there? No, I mean, he played three. How many seasons? Three or four in the Premier League mm. for Chelsea. I mean, I just don't know if he had the longevity of all the. Uh, no, and, and enough to really he, warrant his, a place. His peak certainly wasn't in his time mm. in the Premier League. I think we've got to stick with gigs. Well, I, I think the good thing about the formation we're playing is that we can then players can interchange. And of course, they did interchange and they're playing together. Yeah. So gigs and a gigs and Ronaldo combination. I remember, are they, we're not playing them at right, because remember when Ronaldo came, he was doing, and Giggs were just, maybe just at the tip and then falling down. Mm. So maybe playing them at their peak together could be a really lethal combination. Mm. So I think Giggs and, uh, Giggs and Ronaldo there. Yeah. Mm. Uh, now we've got the tough part. It'll be playing a 4 2 3 1. So this is, this has just made things incredible. In a four, we only have one striker. Incredibly tough. I mean, 
Why do you have to make this so hard on us? I know, a 4.2 I mean, would have been nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would have been a smarter I mean, decision. <laughs> if we took Jared out of this, we'd have a lot more freedom and a lot more fun. I mean, the thing mm, is, we are, we're going to go over the team sticking. after, and we're going to see what we think. And, then, and maybe we can have like a, a sub-striker, we think. So my, I mean, I'm going to say one player I really liked, Van Nistelrooy. Fabulous. Though. Fabulous, lethal finisher, great player. I'm not sure if he's going to make the grade for the team. Sim, do you think he makes the grade? I don't think he does. I think there's too much competition ahead of him. Oh, he's so which yeah. is, which is, it's, which is, it's silly, but there's too much ahead of him. If, <laughs> if you're going to go with just straight out dominance in his prime, mm. that 2002-2003 season where he bagged like you know 40 odd goals, I think it was 30 odd in the league, 40 odd overall, just. I think I saw. Him, I think I was at the game against Charlton when they won four one. I think he. I think he scored a hat trick. I remember them all shouting "Rude" all the game, or you know, it was. It, it, that was. That's one of the most dominant individual seasons mm. I've seen from an individual football player. Just, uh, just absurdly yeah. brilliant. I mean, and, and I remember that great the battle. The battle when the game what was it. Uh, the Arsenal against Arsenal, Arsenal yeah. the, the, the yellow yeah, kit ended this and, and, and the 49 the 49 yeah. game yeah the, the season after the 49 game uh, I'm being tricked Fergie wasn't like going at 50 and oh my god what a, what a great bit of television that game was I, was, mm. I watched that that was drama that the sheer was, drama that was that was, that was great fall back in the day now mm. now it's all beautiful and like you know, everyone's now like a it's soft it's soft but everyone's now everyone's now their own manager in a way mm. but back then it was just the raw emotion of us versus them mm. you know and yeah I mean so I mean I mean who who do you think uh, Sim is there not yeah. Van Nistel who are you going to say then I mean I, I, I think there's there's so many yeah, to got, pick from I think Luis Suarez deserves a big shout if we're talking about big numbers over yeah. a few seasons big game player where he's done it all Luis Suarez the year he scored forty plus, he mm. nearly dragged that pretty poor Liverpool side to a title. That was that was a Van Nistelrooy esque season, I guess you could yeah. call it, because it just an individual monster mm. during that. And we year. have we have to remember, wasn't it that um, Van Nistelrooy was going to come to United earlier in mm. the earlier in the OOS or whatever? Mm. But he was was he injured or something? Could have had a couple more years in the Premier League, and he, and he came in a bad knee, I think. And, and you mm. know, he still wanted him because he was such a good striker. Well, at the end of the day, Van Nistelrooy still could have been so much more if it wasn't for injuries in that his is, career. Yeah, that's a good. We part. can also say that about someone like Sergio Aguero, mm. who, despite putting up phenomenal numbers year on year, yeah, Agu- Aguero, Aguero is certainly an argument. I think he's more than. Uh, I think Aguero is better than Van Nistelrooy. I think, Aguero, I think Aguero has it over Van Nistelrooy and mm. Suarez. Mm. I think the greatest. Um, Goals per minute record in Premier League history. Zero point seven zero goals. You know, goals per game. Goals per game. Yeah, yeah. only bettered by Harry Kane by point oh one. <laughs> but if you're talking about a slightly larger sample size, Sergio well, Aguero, big game player, ninety three twenty. I have to. I have to. Aguero's only played what's that? Fifty games or fifty five games more than Kane in the Premier League. Yeah. Now Aguero scored twenty plus goals in five seasons. Not consecutively. I think it's four at the moment consecutively. Kane has scored 102 goals in 144 games. 20 goals, four seasons in a row. So are you saying that you would pick Harry Kane over Aguero? I'm saying I'd pick a Harry Kane over Aguero, correct? No way. No way. No way. <laughs> I, no think, way. I think based off who, who works harder for the team, Sergio Aguero, his link-up play is brilliant. I, yeah. I just think that... It, Individually, as an athlete as well, he's yeah. that he, he's still more of a threat. So, are we going to say someone who's scored? You know, he's played 144 games, 
and he scored 102 goals in, you know, what's that, a goal every, uh, you know, every 70 minutes or whatever, or 75 minutes. Are we really going to argue with him he's not enough? He's a great player. The, the thing with Kane is that he is such a great striker. That out-and-out striker, he, he, he has a great hard. brain. He finds himself yeah. into, he finds himself pockets of space that most most footballers don't see, and he mm-hmm. can score goals from those situations. But who do you think is going to beat you off the dribble better? Sergio Aguero or Harry Kane? Mm, I mean, there's, 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 there's one clear answer there as yeah. far as he I'm concerned. produces something out of nothing, and mm. he's done it year on year in big games. Yeah, 20 mm. goals plus in five seasons. Highest non-European scorer in the Premier League. Uh, Man City's top uh, goal scorer. Yeah, he's only three, three or four goals off breaking the top ten. Yeah. So he'll have that in the history books. A top 10 in the Premier League. League yeah. I He's mean, 143 at the moment. So if we talk about that record, Alan Shearer, number one goal scorer in the Premier League ever. Is he before Four our time, five? though? I think he'd be I, a little bit before our time. Oh, I still remember watching he him play. still playing he, for, what was it, 2006? Or seven, yeah, 2006. So we saw him for, what, two or three, three, four years, maybe? And he was, mm. fuck. He was, he was still he was good, great. But, but he, he wasn't, wasn't. He wasn't when he moved from Blackburn to Newcastle. Great in our time. And he you know wasn't. I mean? He doesn't even yeah. include the Blackburn. Shearer. Mm. I know that's a good point. I mean, he's. I mean, he's got the most hat tricks in Premier League history. Eleven mm. most hat tricks in a season. Five hat tricks in one season. Again, what I reckon. A, what I reckon Harry Kane will probably beat that one day. I think yeah, well, there's a high possibility. Yeah. So we're More saying, than likely. So I mean, so now we're saying so Aguero has beaten Van Nistelrooy, Harry Kane, Luis Suarez. Uh, Suarez, and Alan Shearer. Shearer's but, kind of void, doesn't really. Yeah, true void. But there's one player he doesn't beat. What about player? Olivier Giroud? Did he a Drogba? Is it Drogba? No. Yeah, you could make an... What, what, again, what? a beast. Someone, someone who I've completely overlooked. What a player, Drogba. Yeah. What a player. It's, I mean, it's a disgrace that he, you know, that he never, you know, he, he was a great player, and I, and I think he, he probably should should stay in the Premier League for longer. Hmm. I mean, well, he joined the Premier League very late in his career. He peaked, he's a player who peaked late. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, Drogba. I, I mean, I put him down on my shortlist, but I crossed him out. I just thought that Kane was better than Drogba. But that's I'm not, not a bi- I'm not a Ooh. big Harry Kane fan. You know what? I was going to say I sort of agree with you. And in terms of goal scoring record, yes. But whilst I don't think that success is the be all and end all, mm-hmm. I think that you still have to take some form of tangible success into account. And again, you forget with Drogba that, like Dr- Gerard, he dragged his team to a Champions mm-hmm. League title as well. I don't think you'll ever see Harry Kane doing that. Mm. I mean, we, we have to, the time will tell, won't it? Time will I, tell. I, the I book is still if, open. I think if any player in the Premier League could do it right now, in terms of like a striker or a forward, it would be Harry Kane. Mm. I think he's dragged them to success for the last three, four years. What, what, what success? They haven't won well, anything. They well, become, they, they solidify themselves as a Champions, Champions League, League yeah. how many How many years have they tried to do that? Mm. Probably would have, they probably would have been in Champions League side for many more years had they kept bail. I mean, it's oh, you'll always get tangible success if you manage to keep some of the best players yeah. that you've ever produced. Look at Southampton; they produced some of the best players mm. uh, in 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 the Premier League over the last five or six years, and they're about to be relegated. <laughs> yes, that is yeah. a good point. So, I mean, hmm? who's Southampton? We're gonna be well. They uh, Theo Walcott, Shaw, Luke Shaw, Bale, Bale. In terms of top quality players, Bale. It's, it's really only Bale. 
Well, Theo Walcott was a top quality player. For what? Yeah, one sure. season. One, one season. One yeah, but he, but he, seasons, but he's a premier. He's been the premier his whole career. He's I'm not. I'm not saying that Southampton would have been world beaters and would have been able to turn themselves into what Spurs have done. But nonetheless, they would still be an upper middle. They'd be uh, a top top ten. Top easily. Top they, 10 they'd to top be six. knocking on the door at the top six, but not. They wouldn't be not there. The no, they wouldn't be there. No. I mean, but yeah, that's a lot of speculation. And yeah, but that's another hindsight. That's another <laughs> yeah. hindsight. A good podcast on that. So I mean, so say Aguero now. Aguero's been everyone else except for one player, and it's the player who's going to be the striker for this team, it's it, Thierry Henry. Thierry Henry. Thierry Henry. Now, are we now just to clarify here? When was Thierry Henry playing for Arsenal? I mean, let's think. Was he before our time? No, because what I'm trying to say is that. He played for Arsenal until 2007, correct? Alan Shearer played until 2006. Then he went to Barcelona for, you know, a few years. But, but if, if when you we... raise that issue, what level was Alan Shearer on in 2004, yeah. 2006, yeah. 7, And what level was Thierry Henry? Yeah. If you're looking at the most complete striker of all time, mm. or in the Premier League at the very least... It has to be Harry. It has to, <laughs> it has Maybe to be in a few more years. It has to be Thierry Henry. That was a slip. Yeah. Um, he has to be Thierry Henry. Goals, assists, he has everything. Yeah. He's I mean, that, such a such a yeah. gifted player. Twenty goals, twenty goals plus in five uh, consecutive seasons as well. Was it twenty goals and twenty assists? Or did he? Did he or I, was he? He was close to that. He was close to that. I don't think it was that far. No. Or I mean, he, has, he has twenty assists. I'm we, we all, sure. I know he has twenty assists in a season, mm, and for a striker, that's, that is phenomenal. Exactly, and I mean, invincible again. Invincible. So I mean, that's a big, big selling point to him. Mm. And everyone, we all love that commercial we did for was it for, for Renault, mm. the Vavavoom. Mm. Oh, what a what like <laughs> two hundred fifty eight league appearances, one hundred seventy five goals. Mm. Not bad, if you ask me. He had everything. He loved to finish in the corners. He was. Oh, mm. I don't think there's much argument, really. I mean, Aguero to Henri, is there an argument? I, I, I don't think there's an argument. And again, like, my my, my, my girlfriend's father's a proud proud Yorkshireman, a proud mm. lifelong Leeds United fan. I asked him, who's the best player you've ever seen? And he said, without hesitation, it's Thierry Henry. Mm. He said he saw, them, he saw them play Leeds in the Invincibles year, and he said that Thierry Henry was just another level. He said he scored two or three goals, provide an assist and it didn't matter what area of the park he was in where he was in the middle third or out wide he, he, he said he was just on a complete and utter level above every player he's ever seen and he won the golden boot how many did he win the golden boot four times was it um i believe so yeah four i mean four times i mean pfa team of the century mm. from uh from 2007 was the cutoff date for that one mm. uh UEFA Team of the Year, like four or five years, four or five years. In and a row. interestingly, Ballon d'Or runner-up mm. in uh, two thousand three. Two thousand three. Who won it that year? Oh, two thousand three. Was that? Gosh, it wouldn't be Michael. No, Michael Owen was. No, she hasn't won. One in two thousand. Yeah. Michael Owen. That's a good. That's a good year. Call us up. Let us know who won the Ballon d'Or in two thousand three because that has escaped my mind right mm. now. Great freaks of trivia, be. And uh, was uh, it Ronaldo the original Ronaldo? I think it might have it been. It might have been. I feel like he has to be around there. Mm. Mm. But doesn't... Mm, yeah. Could be that. Because he won... I think it... Was it 2002 or 2003 he won it after the World Cup? Mm, maybe. Because, mm. again, what a, what a, what a tremendous I mean, I mean, I, I, but I had to say Henri is better than Ronaldo. The um, the Brazilian Ronaldo, of course. You think Thierry Henry is better than the original Ronaldo? 
It's so close. It's, wow. I think, I, I, think, I, think, I think the original Ronaldo. Without, really? without, inju- without injury, yeah, I pr- would probably give it to the original Ronaldo, but uh, injury is a horrible thing. Injury is such a horrible thing, yeah. But he's, he's shown enough, I think, the original Ronaldo. That... So in this team, you would pick him above Thierry? Yeah, I'd say he's the greatest striker of all time. Out and out striker of all time. Pelé? What about Fred? <laughs> You think Ronaldo's the best striker of all time? I think so. Well, Look well. at his performance. Man United away, hat-trick. Oh, uh, yeah, in the Champions League. That, that was, was, that was a great game. That's that was a great game. One of the greatest individual performances of all time. Mm. At least from our time. At yeah, least. at least from our time, yeah. Okay, well, okay. so I guess we've um, agreed on Thierry Henry up front. Mm. Now, I think we should, just before we... Uh, end the podcast. Let's go back through the team and just solidify these positions and make sure. Bizarre. I think if we're very honest with ourselves, looking at this team now, that Steven Gerrard pick is a bit of a sticky, uh, a sore thumb there, isn't it? I'm not sure. I think let's let's start from the back. Petr Cech. I think we're all. I think we're great. I think yeah, again, again it's a point off to him, Vanessar again. Ashley Cole, happy, most, most definitely happy with that. Terry and Rio, Rio and Terry. Mm. Yeah. Happy. <laughs> uh, Gary Neville. Mm. Yep. 100%. Keenan Scholes again. I mean, you could flip Vieira in there, but mm. that's an argument we could go for days. I mean, mm. chemistry. we got, you know, great that, chemistry. That, the, hardest, the hardest section to do for this entire thing was without doubt those two holding, the holding midfielders. Fielders, yeah. I mean, and then, then we got in front of the holding midfielders, we got uh, Gerard, Ronaldo, Giggs, and Henri. Mm. So I think Ronaldo and Giggs, I think we're happy with. Yeah, and Henri, I, we're happy with. But Gerard, so, I'm, I'm we, still happy with because the the the, I, the the problem with Gerard is is was there enough creativity in that front four? There's more than enough yeah, creativity is, with yeah. Ronaldo, Giggs, and Henri, and even Scalzi behind there just doing all the stuff he needs to do. Mm. But is Gerard the player who's going to link the Skulls to an Henri? I don't think he is. I, I don't. I, I don't think he can link. I agree. Two. I don't think he's he can play that focal point. Yeah, I actually have to agree with that. I don't think he actually does. He, does he have to play as a focal point? No. Who? Gerard. Well, no. What I mean is, is he going to be a connector? Because, because Scott, at the end of the day, we've if if Keane's acting as a destroyer and hanging back, and Skulls has got a bit more freedom, isn't he the man who's acting as the pivot and the link? Hmm. I think is that. Potentially, I mean, not optimum, but Gerard. So, but in, in that sense, when assuming like when his goals moves further forward, Gerard will drop back. Yeah. Then who's your? Is he good enough creativity? And is he? And quick- can he? Can he do that job that goals does? So in that sense, would you not handicap yourself tactically, and would you not force the players to be very rigid and structured? Would you not limit the freedom? And I creativity think. I think him. I think him dropping back in terms of a defensive sense is going to work better than uh, if you have. If you have David Silva, because the argument goes back to Silva there, Silva's obviously going to work back, work back, uh, work better as a sort of distributor and a facilitator in that role. But Gerard can still work as a box to box midfielder there if you're allowing his skulls to get forward. I think Keno was also a very box to box midfielder in a way. Mm. I mean, are we are we saying? Was, I mean, I just don't think. I mean, I'm actually really torn. I don't think Jared is actually in this team now. I mean, just because... I mean, I'd even say... Oh, no, you couldn't do that. Do you, what? You couldn't take Keane out and play Jared there. 
You could. You yeah. could. I, th- I, not, think, not... I think you lose too much tactical discipline. And structure, yeah. yeah. Structure yeah. back there, I, yeah. I think you need someone to just sit there and hold. Mm. I mean, so... I think you've... I still would... think you've got more than enough creativity in that front four. Question. Would we even... I mean, I know it's... Maybe I can change my vote later on. Play a four-four-two, and then <laughs> put make create another striking berth up there. If we did that, it'd have to be Sergio Aguero, right? Yeah, I, I honestly, this is why I thought the four-four-two. I I don't think Sergio Aguero and Harry and uh, Sergio and Henri together, they're too much of the same in a way. I don't think so. I, I think they'd be. I, fi- think, I so. think they'd be fine together. I, I think they would be a nightmare to play. Against. That's why you had Burkham and Henri work so well together. Different players did a different job. You know, Burkham held the ball up well and provided Henri with, um, you know, great assists. If, all the if, time. if he holds the ball up, ball up well, he might not be physically the tallest, but he's strong. Mm. And he's so tough on the ball. Henri could definitely drop back in that situation, I believe. So, are we? So, it's really the question is now: four four two, Henri and uh, Henri and Aguero. Do do up a quick four four two and let's see, because the back four stays the same, the right two stay the same. The, sorry, the right, the left and the right stays yeah. the same. It's still Giggs and Ronaldo. But now, do we? Do we? Um, I mean, the, question... the, the, the the problem is now the the holding midfielders. No, because are we? Gonna well, play... are we going to play? Well, uh, you, you can have sort of one holding and one that's a bit more a bit more free. Are, are you going to play a Keane and a Skulls in a four four two? I mean, if that that's the question, I think I think you do. I yeah. think essentially you do that, and then you mm. just open up the extra spot and you chuck Aguero in. So I think I'm, that so works excellent. What personally. Are, so, by we're lo- what we're losing, we're losing Gerard, and we're adding and a number in Aguero. T- and a number ten, and we're putting two two blokes up top. Now, question, and essentially, yeah, Henri is the one that drops back more to take possession. Now, question: Are we saying that Ronaldo now? Is going to be helping defensively? No, Ronaldo and Ronaldo and Giggs are still pushing up as more wide players than. Left I don't think builds. that formation works in the modern day to win a Champions League. So tactically, I think that is isn't the greatest. Mm. Uh, I I agree with that in that sense. Tactically, it's got it's you're exposed. Yeah, you're a bit exposed. That's why I think that formation is much stronger. Mm. I mean, we, at the end of the day, we have to make a decision here on is Gerard the player or. Do we have someone else we can play in that? But does David Silva really give you that much more? Because the argument was we needed creativity. Mm. And we've already got enough creativity. There is a lot of creativity in there. But is there a link player is the question. Is there a player from a keen to an Henri without going out wide? But in this sense, aside from Skulls, who's controlling the game? Mm. David Silva controls the game. I don't think... Looking at it now, I don't think he... I don't think that gives you enough balance there. I think you need some form. Do you think Gerald gives the balance to the team? No, 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 no he doesn't either. That's, that's <laughs> the problem. Who gives the balance to the team then? I don't, I don't. Who else can go there? Honestly, in that situation, I do, do, do for goal scoring threat from distance. Do do you put Lampard in? Is he a better fit? Because I still think that you need some some form of size there as well. Oh, this is, this is a very tough pick. But we've got a player who do, who does all three things, doesn't doesn't lack defensively, mm. produces goals and produces assists. In Kevin De Bruyne. 
But we, we've got a problem, and we've got a player who matches it perfectly. I, didn't I, say. I, I, I genuinely think, for the argument's sake, although he isn't necessarily the player that comes to mind first, I think you have to put Kevin De Bruyne because he's the only one that fits into the puzzle that we've I, got for ourselves. I think, I think that's a good pick. I think he does fit into the puzzle. And if you're looking at the best player in modern football, in world football at the moment, the best midfielder at the very least, I should, the best midfielder, there's yeah. better players there, <laughs> but it's, it's Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah. It yeah. has to be. He's... he's okay. It is. And so. if you look at players furthermore, like Kevin De Bruyne, he interchanges with that front four so well. At the very least with these, his two wingers. Mm. Yeah. If you look oh at tactically word, against be... Chelsea, he dominated that right-hand side. Mm. That would be a, that would be, a, that would be a monstrous front four. How oh, you, my how word. You, you, can't, you can't match that, them defensively. Uh, you, you can't, no no player, no no four Cantes can match that. No. You can't shut them down. So, oh, so our team is Czech, Cole, Terry, Rio, uh, Neville, Keane, Skulls, uh, KBD, Ronaldo, Giggs, and Henri. What a team! What and, and what we and we didn't know win the we didn't win the Champions League in three years. I think we, we there three would be, years. That, I think there would be a possibility. Mm. You know, ideally, you would still want a little bit more pace on the right, but still, it's 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 a quality team. And the thing is that they can interchange everyone over. Yeah. Mm. And with Alex Ferguson managing that team, predominantly made up of United players, if we're honest with ourselves, what we, how, many, what, how many United players have got? One, two, three, four, five, six United players in that team. Evan Van, Evan Van Assel on the bench, you know. Mm. So many other, you know, I, I mean, Gerard will be on the bench, obviously. Lampard on the bench, obviously. Uh, probably uh, Aguero Silver, on the bench. Aguero. Mm. Kane maybe on the bench even, you mm. know. I mean, there's so much tactical flexibility with this. You could play a four-four. You can shift that to a four-four-two defensively. You, Ronaldo and Henri up top, so you've got your pace on the counter yeah. attack. Oh yeah, you've got Kevin De Bruyne bombing up midfield. You've yeah. got Skulls and Kevin De Bruyne throwing mm. the balls in. Mm. You've got Giggs working defensively, and, 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 and Giggs and Ronaldo can you know, whip the cross in as well. Henri, great poacher, but also a poacher, but also a good complete forward Just in a way. Complete striker, yeah. and you've got a strong back four, mm. and a back four who. Somehow did not win the World Cup for England. <laughs> yeah. Just looking at that team now, you know, it I, must hey, be hey, honestly. Let's in, not blame Sven. <laughs> English, I swear, English people are going to look back in like another ten, fifteen, maybe twenty years time, and just think how, like, how was there not more tangible success with the with the quality of players that were at their disposal? Anyway, guys, I think that's our team for the our um, our generation. So that's from me, Alex, from Sim. Thank you. Have a good night. And from Kurt. Thank you for your time. And you've been listening to On The Break. Thank you.